Hey, before you start today's episode, I just wanted to jump on in and tell you about something so very exciting. I am holding my first ever summit. The Rise Above Summit is going to be on the 20th and the 21st of March and the tickets to it are free. All you have to do is register at theriseabovesummit.com. Now, I have pulled together the most phenomenal lineup for you. Honestly, it's like a who's who of the online world. So if you have an online business that you want to grow, so you're either a course creator, a membership owner, or a coach and do offer group programs, then this is definitely the summit for you. You are going to learn everything you need to know from the best experts out there in terms of growing that business. Let me just give you a little rundown of some of the speakers that we've got speaking. We've got the amazing Amy Porterfield, who's going to be sharing with us about growing her audience and basically creating a million dollar online business. We've got the phenomenal Michael Hyatt, who is a New York Times bestselling author, who's going to be talking to us about getting organized in our business. We've got Mike from the Membership Guys, who's going to be talking about using free content to sell your online membership. We've got Lucy Street from Adobe Express sharing the secret source of social media. We've got Graham Cochran, who's talking about a million dollar life giving business formula. And I do an amazing interview with him. We have Adrian Salisbury talking about three keys to maximizing your own camera presence. We have Kirsten Miller, Mary Hyatt, Joy Ann Boyce. Uh, we have Fifi Mason, Robin Kennedy. We have Kylie Lang, Melanie Moore, Jen Lena, Natalie Bullen, Liz Mosley. Like the list goes on and on and on. We honestly have the most phenomenal people. We also have various different activities that you can take part in that go from meditation to tapping to doing marketing in 10 minutes. So we've got lots of fun things and there's also competitions to get amazing swag. So go and check out theriseabovesummit.com. It will be linked in the show notes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go and find it in my social media. Get your free ticket. And after you get your free ticket, you will be given the opportunity to upgrade to our VIP pass. And our VIP pass means that you can watch any of these sessions whenever you want. Because the one thing about putting on such an amazing summit with such a big and amazing lineup is that we can't fit them all in two days. And in order to fit them in, we're doing tracks. So you will get to pick between three different speakers of which one to watch live. And unless you've got the VIP passed, you won't be able to watch the speakers that you've missed. So do check that out as well. It's honestly going to be amazing. I am so very excited about it and I can't wait to see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, episode 83. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Marketing That Converts podcast. I nearly forgot the name. <laughs> uh, that's a great start to the podcast. Well done, Teresa. Uh, I hope you are well and having a great start to your week. 
I just wanted to mention that I've had some lovely reviews on iTunes. I appreciate it so, so very much. And you know what's really, really nice is that so many of you have said that it's like listening to someone you'd go for a coffee with or having a chat with someone or like a friend. And I love that. I just think I'm so glad that's what people think. And obviously, I just get on and I just do my thing and talk away, whether it's very professional or not. I'm yet to decide. And I guess that's for you guys to decide. But I really like doing it naturally. I really like doing it a little bit off the cuff. I like the fact that it's not scripted, that I'll literally just get on, hit record as I've just done and start speaking. So for me, I'm over the moon that you like it that way and that you guys think and feel that we are literally just having a conversation and we're like sat down having a chat and we could be having a coffee or depending on the time, maybe a gin and tonic, glass of wine, glass of Prosecco, champagne, you name it really, any of them, I'm up for it. Cool, no problem. Okay, so this week is a solo episode and I've been racking my brains, right? I focus so much on getting interviews in place and I've got a load of them stacked up and there's some brilliant ones And I focus so much on that and so much time on planning what they're going to be that the solo episodes I kind of forgot about, very organised of me. And I've just literally sat down and thought, right, I need to record. I'm doing some batching at the moment. What am I going to talk about? And I always go back and see what we've talked about previously. I look at kind of other people's topics. What are other people talking about at the moment? And I try and come up with a few different ideas. And today's episode, I've decided that I want to talk a bit about business overall. And I want to talk you through some of the things I've learned and changes I've made in my business, because I really think that you're going to find this interesting. And I also think you're going to be able to sit there and resonate with some of the stuff I'm saying. And it might help you think about your business going forward. And one of the other reasons I've chosen this for today is because last week I was in Newcastle in the UK. And I went to Retain Live, which is part of the membership guys. And they were on the podcast not so long ago. I'll put the number in the show notes. I wasn't expecting to talk about it and I forgot what episode they are. But it was a great episode. I had both of them on. It's um, Callie and Mike. And yeah, so I was up in Newcastle at Retain Live. And Retain Live is all about memberships and doing memberships. And as I'm sat there looking at all these people in the room and the speakers on stage and thinking about how good and effective memberships are, I kind of realized that I never, ever intended to go out there and have a membership. So it was interesting that I was sat in the room and kind of made me think about what got me to that point. I suppose I should start with saying, and I have said it before, but in case you didn't know, I actually never intended having a business at all. I was a very good employee. I liked being employed. I was very efficient. I liked having that kind of structure in terms of this is what you do, the accountability, being patted on the head when you did something right. I really liked all that. So the fact that I even started my own business is a bit of a shock still, I suppose, when I think about it. But then what it's gone from and to, it's taken a real curve. And you know what? What's really interesting is at the moment, I'm at a really interesting point in the business, which is a little bit scary. And I wanted to talk to you about that and talk to you about kind of some of the steps we have to make in order to move on and get the life and the business we want. So let me start by going back a bit. Let me start by telling you how my business started. So 
like I said, never intended to have a business. I have talked about this before in another episode, so I won't go into it too much. And I will link up to that episode in the show notes because I literally taught you through the gory details of the fact of I had no husband, no rich parents and no savings. And I left my fairly well-paid job while I had my daughter to look after, a roof to keep over my head and a car to keep running. Very smart decision, Teresa. Managed to come up with a brand and a website in about a week and basically had to earn money immediately or otherwise I would have been homeless and I would have had no home and no food for my daughter and no car to run. So I basically started off the business as a marketing consultant slash if you didn't have a marketing manager, I could be your part-time marketing manager. And the idea was I thought about shall I go in and work in people's places? And there was a couple of clients I did that for initially. Shall I just do the stuff for them, but do it externally? And I started off by offering all sorts of marketing because my background is marketing. Obviously, if you hadn't got that by now, I've been in it over 15 years. I have a degree in it. And although I was doing digital and social media stuff at that point, I went out offered marketing in general. In fact, my first few... um, business cards actually said marketing and PR because people didn't know the difference. And I was worried that if I didn't put the word PR on there, people might discount me out when actually the thing that they wanted was marketing. Anyway, so I started off that and I realised fairly quickly that I didn't want to be tied down into someone's office and I could be way more efficient doing it in my own time, i.e. taking the work off them, doing it from home, or I had an office at the time, and getting in a lot more work that way and therefore could increase my income. And in the early days, I literally busted a gut. I was out networking all the time. I was promoting myself. I was doing social media all the time. I was trying to build my email list and I was working really hard because I had to, because if I didn't have any money, my daughter and I didn't have a house. So I was really sort of fighting, if you like, really hard to get clients. And I was pitching a lot. I was meeting loads of people for coffees and really trying to get my name out there. And I discovered that one of the things that would really help is speaking locally. Now, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about, again, doing an episode around uh, getting speaking gigs. And I do talk about the fact of I started small and I did loads and loads of local stuff. But from my marketing consultancy type business, which started to turn into a bit more of an agency type business, that worked really well because I was sat in a room with people who were physically close to me, i.e. they they were in business in the same area. They were the types of businesses that I was working with and I was able to very quickly relate to them and speak to them and talk to them about what I could offer. And I love what I do. I'm very passionate what I do. So normally if I'm trying to do a sales pitch, if you like, to a client, if I'm face to face, I can normally do all right because I love it. And it's really easy for me to get excited about it and come up with loads of ideas. So that's what I was doing. And then I I started to realize that my time was like hitting that barrier where you're, you're done. There's only so many hours in the day. And I started to read some books at this time as well. So this was about the time that I started to change and develop as me rather than seeing my business as I am being paid by individual people to do my day job, i.e. marketing, that I'd been paid to do forever, but as an employee. I started to think about myself as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, which literally I used to say I was the accidental entrepreneur because that word just didn't actually resonate with me. 
in all honesty, I didn't even know how to say it. Like, it wasn't until someone told me it was French that suddenly it made sense how to say it. Anyway, side note. Um, so I had, <laughs> I do this all the time. I'm so sorry. I will get back and focus now. And then what happens is I start talking and laughing about something and I completely forget where I was on and what bit I was talking about. Anyway, let's get back to it. So like I said, it was about this time that I started to see myself as a business owner rather than a person who did their day job. And I read a book called The E-Myth Revisited. Now, if you are a business owner where you have gone from an employed position doing a particular type of job to then having a business that does that type of job, you really want to check this book out because it really changed my thought process and made me think because it was basically saying you're no more a business owner really by doing that because you're literally just selling out your time to do your job. And it just happens that you haven't got one client or one boss, you've got loads of them. So it really kind of made me think about how am I running this business? How much time have I got? And by this point I was doing okay. I was, the business was growing, I was earning money, but I didn't have any time. So I took on my first VA, Katie, who is still with me to this day. So she's probably been with me like four or five years now. And I was working with Katie, didn't have any idea why I needed her, just know I needed someone and something. And it was really organic. We kind of, I took her on and suddenly things started to work out about, oh, she did this and this was really good and that was really good. Katie, by the way, has turned out to be so much more than a VA and she isn't a VA anymore. She is actually like number two in the business. She's the one I discuss everything with. She is my person that we we talk about the direction the business is going and she helped me so much in that. So so for me, that, that was a kind of another step that not only did I start reading and listening to these books, but then I took on someone else that I could talk about my business to, that I could share ideas with, and someone else who was super smart when it came to running a business and helped me bring in processes and change systems and actually get more organized because I was literally winging it because I was doing it all myself. So it was fine because I was the only person that needed to know about it. And then the agency started to grow and I started to take on other people. Now, all my team are freelance. They're all based around the world. I've got six of us now in total and all the team are doing very particular things for particular clients. And I've got people who are content creators. I've got people who do management. I've got designers. I've got tech people. I've got ads people. So I started to bring on these people and I was really happy by the fact of they were freelance. I always, and that was the other thing, when I started the business, I guess if I'd, if you'd asked me how did I want the business to go, I'd have said, I want an agency and I want a team and I want an office. And it's just so interesting how time has moved on and changed and how no longer that is important to me. So like I said, I started to do more of this and I was realizing that my time was getting thin and spread thinner amongst clients and I was struggling to serve everybody. And the bit that I loved was the speaking and the speaking was starting to grow more and more. The kind of being seen as the authority was growing more and more. But you know what happened when I started speaking on bigger stages? I started not getting as many clients. So this was a real interesting tipping point for me because it was like, okay, you would think as my credibility goes up and as my awareness of me and my personal brand goes up that suddenly more clients would want to work with me. But I was speaking on much bigger stages to many different types of people. And it wasn't those local people who wanted that marketing assistance or that agency assistance. 
And it just didn't quite convert into promoting the agency. Somehow the agency kind of just kept quiet and I barely talked about it. And also at this point, like I said, I wanted to find a way, how could I build the business, help as many people as possible, but not feel like I'm being tied down every minute of every day. And that's how I felt. And there were some clients that I worked with back then that literally wanted me at their beck and call. And that's a really difficult thing because I am a people pleaser. I like to please people. And therefore, I would feel so bad if I couldn't take their call immediately or if their email came in and I didn't respond within five minutes. But I had to keep reminding myself, these people are only paying for a small chunk of your time and that's not full-time. If they wanted you full-time, they'd have to pay you full-time. But I really struggled with that as well. And then as the events started picking up more and I started to do more things where I traveled and I was off in the States, again, I would feel really bad because it'd be like, I would leave the team to deal with things. However, there was some stuff I had to deal with. So I really struggled with that. And you could guarantee, again, there was one client in particular who no longer works with me, that the minute I left the country and I would always email them and go, just so you know, I'm away, I am working, but there's going to be a delay or whatever the circumstances were. Literally, as if like the minute I stepped on that plane, a marketing emergency would occur and they needed me that minute. And it was like, but I'm not there. I can't do this. So I had to have a few difficult conversations where I had to say to some clients, I don't think I'm right for you anymore. I can't support you in the way you want me to. So anyway, I hope this is helpful, by the way. I'm just it's I'm literally just rambling about this and talking about it. But I really hope this is helping you to kind of understand some of the steps and the things that have changed and altered my business. And like I said, and and how you look at your business Okay, so I was now in a position where I had got an agency that was ticking along quite nicely, but actually in terms of new clients was not as active as it had been. However, my personal brand was growing more and I was being invited to speak in amazing places and I was doing the podcast and I was growing that and I started to build my audience. I started to get this audience that followed me through social media. I started to get an email list and people were signing up to my email list. But I had nothing to offer them because unless they wanted us to do the work for them, which inevitably most of the places I spoke, they were smaller businesses that wouldn't have hired a consultant or wouldn't have hired a agency to do the work for them. And actually, The odd thing, I was really proactive about people doing their own stuff and learning how to do it, but learning how to do it properly. Because especially when it comes to social media, you are the best person in your business or you are the best person to do that. Because if you hire someone in, there is definitely things that they can do with the more consistent content, like uh, talking about your USPs or your services or products or whatever. But actually the real organic fun, interesting stuff that gets the most reactions tends to be the stuff that you do off the cuff or tends to be the stuff that happens in the office at that point, which only you would know about and would be very unlikely to be able to pass on to a social media person because they're not sat in your office. So I was always really proactive talking about this message, hence why probably I wasn't lining up the clients for the agency. So I had to make a decision. I had to decide what did I want to do and how how is this going to move forward? I knew I loved speaking. I loved doing the content and I loved helping lots of businesses. And I really liked helping small businesses. I liked helping the people who didn't have massive budgets, who couldn't afford 
to bring in a consultant who couldn't afford to have a team or an agency. And they were lost and swimming in a world of all this information because there is an absolute mind of information out on Google. If you type in marketing for small business, you're going to find a million things. But I guess at that point, I realized that 15 years of working in marketing, doing everything, trying out every tool, every strategy, working with thousands and thousands of businesses over that time, really good businesses and some not so great businesses, people who did marketing really well and some who did it really awful, gave me all this experience that I could easily speak to someone, they could tell me about their business and my brain just comes alive like you wouldn't believe and wants to go, oh, try this, or you could do that, or don't do that, definitely want to do this. Or, and you know, someone can ask me a direct question and I could go, yes, that would work for you, but do it this way. Or do you know what? I actually think you might find if you spent your time or effort over here, you'd get better results. So that's what I wanted to do more of. But how could I, how could I help more people without literally killing myself dealing with clients? So I decided that I wanted to look at the online space and take things online. And as you know, because I've talked about it on the podcast before, I now have an academy, which is amazing. And I love it so very much. In fact, I need to tell you something that was really funny. I had interviewed Mike and Callie about memberships and it was before I'd launched my membership. And I remember Mike saying, you've got to decide whether an academy or a membership is right for you. And one of the ways that you need to think about is, can you literally talk about this day in, day out for the rest of your life? Because that's effectively what you've got to do. And I remember thinking at the time, yeah, for sure I could do that. Like, I love marketing. I love social media. I love digital marketing and literally try and stop me talking about it. However, I did think, can I do this? Is this the right thing? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do the coaching calls? Do I want to work in this way? Because it was new. I'd never done it like that before. Anyway, I went on my first coaching call a few, uh, quite a few weeks back now, yeah, a couple of months ago, and I set up the first coaching call and I think we had a handful of people on, I don't know, maybe five or six or something because it was the first one. And I got on there and I was a little bit nervous, like, oh, how's this going to go? And I'd been on lots of coaching calls where I'd been on the other end of it, i.e. I was watching someone else doing the coaching call. Started doing the coaching call said to the people on there, you know, if you want a hot seat, let me know. And a few people had hot seats. And oh my word, I got off that call and I was literally bouncing. And I DM'd a few people and I DM Callie from the membership guys and I messaged a few friends. And I was like, honestly, I could do that all day, every day and never get tired. I loved it. So it was so reassuring that I was making this move and and it was working for me. But what I wanted to talk about, what what I want to make sure I mention is the fact that I moved from a one-to-one to a one-to-many model. And being able to do that means a few things. One, I become way more accessible to people because I'm cheaper on a one-to-many model. Because on a one-to-one model, if you want me to sit in a whole day with you and do consultancy, it's thousands and thousands. So it's a lot of money. And, and obviously you rule out a lot of people because of that. However, on the one-to-many model, I can charge a membership out at, and depending on when you're listening to this, but I think when it reopens very soon, actually the next day or two of when this goes live, it's going to open for a little while at $35 and then it's going to go up to $39. But like, 
that a month to be able to jump on a call with me and go, Teresa, should I do this or shouldn't I do this? Or is this good? Or why didn't I get those results? Or what's what's the best platform for me? Or whatever the questions are. So not only am I helping more people, which I love, I get to get on calls with them and do that, but I get to help people at a, at a rate that they can afford. And I love that. And I love the way that my business is going. And I've restructured my business so that I've got a one-to-one model. I've got a, a sort of one-to-a-small number. And then I've got the one-to-many, which is the academy. And I wanted you to think about this. And I want you to think about, do I have that structure? Do I have a structure where I have differing things that I can offer to different people? Is there a way, do I always want to continue doing the one-to-one work if you're a designer or a consultant or coach or whatever it might be, a personal trainer, a photographer, you know, do you want to continue doing that one-to-one work where you are trading time for money? Or do you want to look at a way of doing something else online or giving yourself an additional income? Now, it doesn't have to be all in like an academy like me. It could be do an online course or have something small cost-wise that you can give out to someone or some self-help stuff or whatever it might be where they learn themselves at home rather than paying you. But it just opens up your options to help more people and to have another revenue stream, but also, like I said, that people at different levels can afford because I would love to help everybody. And if we didn't have to earn money, oh, wow, brilliant. I'd do this all day, every day and and help everybody for free. But unfortunately, we all have to earn some money. So like I said, I started changing it so that now I have the academy. Now I want to tell you something that is a little bit scary. When I made the decision that we were going to go, not all in, but we are very much 90% in on the academy, that this is it. This is what I want to be doing. I want to be focusing on that going forward. And that's going to be what ultimately I want to do permanently, because then I can do the speaking and the teaching and we can have meetups and oh my goodness, right? I never imagined about having my own event. And then I watched Rachel Hollis's event the other week on Netflix or Amazon, I can't remember which. And I just sat there and thought, oh, imagine, imagine having an event where I could invite you all a bit like Retain Live and the guys last last week. Honestly, I, I can't even think about it. It just makes me so excited thinking that we one day might do that. So So thinking about this, I obviously had to make a change. So what I did on the agency side, because my time was still really being taken up by the agency. So I had to make a decision to put a halt on new clients or be very selective about the clients that we were taking on and the amount of work that I personally would do for them. So the other thing I had to do was I didn't want to get rid of any of the team because of the fact that if I got rid of the team who were doing the work, I'd have to do the work and it wouldn't help. All it would mean is the business was bringing in less money because we'd have less clients, but I wouldn't have as much outgoings because I'd be doing all the work. But it still wouldn't free me up to sort the academy and look after those guys and help build that side. So I made the decision that we would have to reduce the agency side not take on as many clients or as many new clients, which like I said, actually wasn't too difficult because of the fact that I was doing, I've done nothing locally for a very long time. And and I was doing all this big stuff, which didn't bring me in revenue to that. And I decided that I'd keep the team on because then I would still be freed up. But what it meant, and I'm, I'm going to be totally honest with you now, you know, I'm very honest, is it meant that my income dropped. Now, my business has has turned a really good amount over the last few years, 
we've been very comfortable and very happy with what it's been turning. I've worked extremely hard, but in order to free me up to do this other work, it actually had to take a nosedive, which scares the pants off me, if I'm honest. But it's this horrible, awkward moment where it's like, we're going to have to ride this storm a little bit because I could not physically have kept the agency at the level it was in the model it was or the way I was running it and then grew the other side. Now, granted, I could have changed a few things. I could have brought someone in to do that bit, but I don't think it would have made much of a difference because I can't help but be very active when it comes to clients. I can't help but be very active involved with what's going on with them. And I want to be because I want to serve them properly and make sure we do a good job. However, on the other side of the of the coin, if I was doing that, I couldn't have done the academy. I couldn't have set that up. I couldn't have done all the speaking that I'm doing, the podcasts I'm doing, all the freebies I create for you guys. So I had to reduce it. So like I said, I'm now in this kind of position where my business is changing and my income wasn't what it was, but it's going to go back to that because of the fact that these other bits are going to grow. But in order to do one, I had to tweak the other. So I want you to think about as well, like if you want to move going forward, you've got to let go of that thing or you've got to reduce something down or you've got to find a way in which you can manage all this work in order to put some time and effort into the other part. Because I thought I could do both. And I swear to goodness, for years, I have had courses and memberships sat on my list. And Katie, my assistant, can tell you so many times I and her have discussed, right, when are we going to launch? When are we going to launch? And the launch date has come and gone without even a look. Whereas now it's up and running because I gave myself that time. And although I was a bit scared at the time because I was like, oh gosh, I really don't want to not take on any new people or new projects or whatever, I had to in order to free my time up for this. But like I said, going forward, we get to do the one-to-many model, which I love. And for me, is a great way to take my business forward because it's going to free me up. It's going to allow me to help more people. And it's going to give me that lifestyle that I think as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, we all want. You know, we don't necessarily want to earn millions and millions. I would like to earn millions and millions, if I'm honest. And I love working as hard as I do. So actually that doesn't bother me. But some people don't want to work that hard. Some people want to work three days a week. Some people want to do a particular thing because that's what they love doing or being able to speak for free because they've got an income coming somewhere else. So I just want you to look at it right now, what you're doing, where you're at right now and think, what is it I want to achieve? Where do I want to go? What are these kind of long-term goals that I want? And is what I've got right now, is that what I want? Now, I loved having the agency. I loved having clients. However, that doesn't mean that that was going to be right forever. Like I said, the thought of having an office and a team right now is not what I want at all. I want a team. I want my team that I still have now. I would like to be able to bring in people for longer or more hours or maybe have some full-time members of staff but to do with the academy, but to do with the managing my time from speaking point of view or podcasting point of view or whatever, I don't necessarily want those people to come in to manage clients. Now, it's not to say that I think I'm ever going to get to the point where all the clients are gone. We love working with who we've got at the moment. We've got some really, really amazing clients and I love working for them. And we may or may not get to that point. I don't know at this point. We're just riding this kind of wave and seeing where it gets us. 
But the other thing I wanted to mention about the membership is often people think it's like a get rich quick. And again, if you go back and listen to Mike and Callie's episode, they are very confident in assuring you it is not. So if you're sat there thinking, yeah, I want to do the one-to-many model, I want to find a way in which to grow my business where I don't have to grow my time, then please come and find me and have a conversation because I promise you I will give you a very realistic view about this in terms of the work it takes, in terms of the length it might take to, to get going and then to actually earn money from it. I just think that for me, like I said, I didn't want to get to a point where I was working and the minute I stopped working or God forbid something happened, I couldn't work, that literally my income stopped. And running the agency and running my consultancy side only, that would be the case. If I couldn't manage the team, if I suddenly took ill tomorrow, God forbid, everything would stop. The podcast would stop. The content would stop. Everything would. So I wanted to be in a position where I had got something that could still keep building and I could take a day off because for a long time, I didn't take a day off. So I hope this has been useful. I really do. I I hope you've not just been sat there thinking, Teresa, you're just talking at us. I just wanted to give you an idea of, like I said, some of the changes and things that have sort of shaped the way I've taken my business. I know I am a big fan of other people who do one-to-many models. So James Wedmore and Amy Porterfield, Stu McLaren, Michael Hyatt, all these amazing people who give you varying ways in which you can work for them at varying or work with them at varying points. Because quite honestly, I don't know what these guys would charge consultancy. So the chances of sitting in front of them one-to-one would literally be totally off limits. And what they've been able to do is provide services where I can get their input, I can get their, you know, knowledge and expertise without having to pay that much. So I just want you to think about your business and think about, is that something that you want to do for yours? Literally just dropping it in there just in case. Anyway, next week, I've got a great episode coming for you with an interview with Tiffany Lee Bymaster, who is a going live expert. And I know that one of my best episodes has been about live and live video. So I'm really, really excited about this. It's a great episode. And I think you're going to get so much good value from it. Like I said, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, tomorrow I am running a masterclass all day, as in I'm not doing it all day, I'm doing it three times in a day. I love doing a masterclass. If you haven't come on and watched me do one, please do because they're so much fun and I am buzzing at the end of it and I literally cram them full of so much good stuff and so many ideas. So if you haven't come on one, I urge you to go to theresaheathwearing.com forward slash masterclass Come and see me there. And like I said, if you're listening to this, the Academy is likely to have opened by either today or the day after. So also go and check that out. It's TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash Academy. Anyway, sales pitch over and I will leave you to it and I will see you next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out TeresaHeathWearing.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.